Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Learn English with Teachify. And this is our last episode before Christmas, and also the last episode before the end of the year, before New Year's Eve. So I'm joined by our very special guest, the man himself, Mickey. Hello, everybody. It's fantastic to be here again, Lewis.、Uh, it's been a while since we've done a podcast, hasn't it? A very long time. I, I don't know the last time when we recorded one, but it must be months ago at least. Yeah, it must have been maybe even almost a year.、It、might have been the last one. Might have been actually last year at the end of last year. It might have been. I can't remember. I think now it's all coming back to me, and I think the last time we recorded podcasts was probably when we were actually both in Sevilla and、mm. were in your flat. And I remember we recorded a podcast and、uh, we cheered because we had a couple of cans of beer and we、oh, were、yeah. celebrating. We we're like, "Hey, yeah, cheers!" I remember when you say a couple. Literally, it was a couple for all you teacherfy listeners out there. Me and Lewis never drink on the job. Never ever, never <laughs> ever. I wouldn't even dream of it. So. <laughs> Today, basically, the plan is to have a bit of a chat and a little bit of a, a recap of 2021, both from our personal lives、uh, related to Teachify and the world in general. And then we'll finish off by going over our New Year's resolutions for 2022. Fantastic. So, Mickey,、um, tell me, this year, how has it been for you? This year has been a very different year. Are you talking personally or work-wise? Oh, you choose. You can choose. You can interpret it however you wish.、Um, let's do a little bit of both then.、Um, so, personal-wise, it's been very different.、Uh, it's been an unusual year because I've been、uh, living more of a digital nomad lifestyle.、Um, so, I've been moving around、uh, different cities between Seville,、uh, mostly Madrid, as well. Uh, to see the team of teachers and also see clients if need be, and also trying to grow the business from a teacherfy aspect.、Um, I also spent a few months in France because、uh, I was trying to learn French. I'm still trying to learn French,、um, and yeah, it's been an interesting year, a good year, a little bit stressful as well,、uh, because when you're always moving, you're constantly thinking of where you're going to be next, like and trying to you know find an accommodation and things is quite difficult. And what I've realised is actually, towards the end of this year, it's becoming more and more difficult because more and more people are choosing to live this type of lifestyle. So the demand for accommodation, short-term accommodation, is going through the roof. It's very limited. There's a, there's a lot of demand at the moment, and I don't think there are enough places. So I think that's an interesting thing because people will start up new businesses focusing on this type of market for people that are traveling a bit more, and they want to stay one, two, three months in a city.、Um, so yeah, it's been an interesting year. Perfect. And、um, why did you make the decision to、uh, become, let's say, a digital nomad? Why did you decide to move to Madrid, then to France, then back home, etc.? How come? Um, the main reason was is I don't want to keep talking about the the pandemic, which、uh, is not finished yet. We're clearly still in the pandemic,、um, but being confined or being、uh, yeah confined is that the word confined confined or locked down? Or...、Oh, that's the one. Being locked down in、uh, in Seville, which is where I spent the last ten years of my life, I felt the need to have to leave the city that I was 
locked down in. As much as I love Seville, and I probably will return at some point, um, I'm actually going to be back in January for a, for a little while. Um, yeah, so that was probably the main reason. I just needed to I needed to feel I needed to feel free again, like a bit of freedom. Um, and because obviously the Teachify team is growing, uh, companies are also growing. Our clients are growing in different cities, not just Seville. So it made sense for me to to just be on hand and be closer to the teachers that are based in other locations. Uh, just to keep the team spirit alive, which is a big challenge for everybody at the moment. Perfect. So then the first place that you went after leaving Sevilla was Madrid. And now after spending a couple of months in Madrid, um, what do you think of the city? Are you a big fan of it? Are there any things that you aren't keen on about Madrid? I am a massive fan of Madrid. I uh I mean, if you want me to compare it to Seville, there there is no comparison. Seville, for me, uh, is probably one of the most uh, stunning cities uh, to live in. Um, stunning. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah, architecturally speaking, you know, the weather, the, the bars, the lifestyle. But I felt I needed a little bit more of a push professionally, and I needed to be surrounded by different circles of people so I can also improve... Um, as a person and I think in Madrid I can find that and yeah okay it's, it's, it's a little bit more expensive accommodations more the food's a bit more expensive but the quality is also uh is 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 a bit of a plus like there's a lot of good restaurants and I love the diversity of the city um, it doesn't look as nice as other cities I would admit but there's it's quite nice to be at a, tra- a traffic light for example and crossing the road and in front of you you see you know, multi, like a diverse culture of people uh, all waiting to cross the road. Whereas I feel in Seville, you don't really see other types of uh, nationality people so much. Like, uh, so I quite enjoy that aspect of it. And um, yeah, there's some good food. I do like the food here. But I am, I'm not a big fan of Mao, I'm not going to lie. I mean, nobody is really. I mean, <laughs> even if people are from Madrid, they're just lying to themselves when they say that Mao is better than Campo. So for yeah. any of you listening right now, if you think that Mao is better than Campo, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're wrong. Yeah. So moving on from that. Um, I, I just want to add to that because go on, go on. <laughs> there's actually a bar. Yeah, there's a chain, there's a chain uh, restaurant in, in Madrid. It's called uh, Bolapier or something like this. And every now and then when I see it, uh, I go there because it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Seville style bar. It's a chain of like an Andalusian bar. And they only have Cruz Campo there. So sometimes when I feel the urge or I miss Seville, I just go in and have like a little canyon of Cruz Campo. And uh, yeah, that's it. It's a bit sad, isn't it? (laughs) You find a little bit of civilization in the wilderness. Civilization. Oh, (laughs) So anyway, moving on from that, um, you mentioned that you spent some time in France because you're trying to learn French. So um, where in France were you and how is your French coming along? Uh, So I first went to Paris. I was in Paris for a little while and then I went down to Lyon. And then I stayed with a friend, uh, which is just north of Lyon in a little village. Um, And I really like France. I love the food, actually. Um, The food is incredible and the wine is incredible. And yeah, the cheese as well. You've suddenly become an absolute lover of cheese haven't you i have i've uh, i'm actually quite glad not to be there because i was just eating too much cheese um and in terms of learning french 
Um, I was surrounded by French people when I, I was started doing online classes, um, like uh, one hour a day, uh, four days a week. So I did that for, for about a month. And I feel like my level of French went from like a zero to uh, being able to understand quite a lot and having a broken conversation about basic, very basic things. Uh, but I quite I really enjoyed the experience of learning French because, as you know, with Spanish, I didn't really learn Spanish because I was always around it. So I didn't feel like I I learned it, even though, you know, I had to I had to improve and I was making mistakes when I was younger. But I learned just from speaking and everything was quite natural for me. Uh, so French was is really like the first language I'm trying to learn. And um, it was nice to be in the student position because I've, I understood more the difficulties that students have. Uh, when learning any language, whether it's French or even English, like our students at Teacherfo. Excellent. So were you like immersed in French whilst you were there? I tried to as much as I can. Yeah. So I, I took the the Lewis tip of uh, podcasts. So I listened to it. I, I religiously every day I listened to a podcast. If I went for a run, I would listen to French podcast or French music. I did my classes. Um, when I went to some bars and restaurants, I was the one who always did the talking, not any of my friends. Um, so I made a point of trying to pick up these um, these these small moments throughout the day where I can try to to practice practice French. Excellent. So now let's say, for example, uh, imagine I was French and um, I am a possible client. Do you think you would be able to have uh, a normal, fluent business conversation or meeting with me in French? Oof, no, not yet. I think it, I, I realized how long it takes to learn a language because uh, you go through different like barriers. No, you go through the first like the, you kind of excel very quickly and things start to make sense. And then you kind of plateau and then you're like, I'm not advancing, even though you probably are, but you feel like you're not. So then you have like a, a barrier that you have to overcome to then go to the next level. Um, so to have a, a client in France and speak to them in French would be would be a no go. It wouldn't be possible yet with my level. But that, I mean, that is ultimately is the objective. Um, so it's quite nice to set yourself objectives. So that would be one of my objectives with speaking French. So yeah, I need to keep keep chipping away and keep uh, keep learning. Although I must admit the last few weeks after now being back in Spain, I have been a bit lazy with it. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's fine. Everybody needs a holiday and a little bit of time off every now and again. So this could be your time off and then you'll start again and you'll be full of beans you'll be full of energy and full of motivation yeah i think um i, I kind of i'm taking this at the moment this kind of break from learning as uh, it's like going to the gym you know when you work out your muscles and your muscles get sore the next day you shouldn't go to the gym you should let the the muscles repair so the same sometimes with the languages you need to kind of let your body absorb the information and then after two or three days you go back to it which is why our english classes especially the one-to-ones are so so effective with our students because they book and choose um and you know students that have two classes a week they have a few days in between it's enough just for them to relax to absorb the information to come back even stronger even better in the next class um so yeah i kind of think that's the best way to learn a language after experiencing it myself as well awesome so obviously you've been a bit of a busy boy you've done quite a lot this year now looking back on your year and all of the things that you've done um, what would you say uh, are your best and possibly worst memories of the year? I could give you an example by saying that my worst memory 
was back in August when I went home. And uh, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I got COVID. I got COVID. It wasn't terrible. But then after a couple of days, I found out that I had given it to my grandma. Oh, no. And I thought that like my life was over. I was panicking. I was so worried. I was thinking, Lewis, you should never have seen your grandma, which of course wouldn't have been a solution either. But that was definitely the worst part of my year because I was so worried thinking that somebody so close to me and so vulnerable could possibly be in danger because of me. I was blaming myself. So that was the worst thing in my 2021. And the best thing, well, there are many things that I could choose from, but hmm, I would say that it's something bittersweet because (laughs) it was almost incredible, but not quite. And the best thing, you know I love football, is that England almost, (laughs) almost won the Euros. We had a great journey. We went from the group stages all the way to the final, and it was such a great time. Um, actually, from Spotify Unwrapped, uh, I was looking at uh, a recap of my year and the song that I listened to the most. Go on. Guess what it was? Is that is it is coming home song? It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. I kid you not. I'm not joking. That was my number one most listened to song because during the Euros, I listened to it every morning. Or I listened to it every time I got a shower. Mm. That period, let's say, was my highlight of 2021. So, Mickey, how about you? Um, I would say the the low light, not the highlight, the low light of 2021 was probably the operation that I had to have. Um, I don't know if you remember, Lewis, back in August, which was in Seville. Um, So that was probably the low light. Um, an operation which I had to have, which was quite serious on my on my neck, which has left me with a somewhat uh, large scar. But you know, I'm glad that that's uh, sorted and solved, and there's no no issues there. So that was probably the the low light, the downside of 2021. Also the upside because uh, now it's fine. So it's kind of um, a bit of both. And the the best thing of 2021 so far, do you know what? I really enjoyed uh, being in Barcelona for the month of July and working from Barcelona. Um, it was very productive um, and I just enjoyed enjoyed the city and I just felt very uh, relaxed. You know, it was nice weather, wasn't too hot. Um, yeah, I'd say, yeah, the, the, worst light, the, wor- the worst thing was the operation and the best thing was probably being in Barcelona in the summer of July. Right. Awesome. You've been all over the place. Madrid, France, Barcelona, Seville, Malta. Yeah. Anything. Awesome. I've never, it's strange. I've never traveled so much. <laughs> I know. You're doing it all at once. Yeah. Anyway, moving on and looking ahead to the future. So, um, first of all, thinking about Teachify, what plans do we have for 2022? What would you like to achieve next year? Well, we've got we've got a few plans uh, coming into play. I mean, firstly, twenty twenty one. You know, we've had some new teachers join in Madrid, also in Seville. Uh, so, if you haven't had classes with them, Sophie and Kay, they're fantastic teachers. Um, and going into twenty twenty two, we are actually uh, launching a new e learning platform. 
So at the moment, our existing clients are actually doing a pilot course for the next month. Um, and this is something, um, well, myself and Lewis, we've spoken about it a few times, is something we needed to include uh, to the Teachify services, partly because being online and not having presential classes, but not just because of that, but we feel like it would add value to the services that we that we already offer. So we're quite excited to be launching this platform um, and hopefully, yeah, I think it's going to be, I, I'm convinced it's going to be a success. Otherwise we wouldn't be, uh, we wouldn't be launching it. So we'll see what happens. I'm looking, excited for that in January and also just seeing where Teachify goes, because I think, um, you know, our business model is very clear. Uh, our target audience is very clear and defined. And I've got a feeling that January, February, we're, we're going to be expanding and continuing to grow bit by bit. Perfect. Well, and to finish off then, I will tell you that um, I have a New Year's resolution for 2022. Any ideas what it might be? I don't know. Does it involve the World Cup? Is it the World Cup next year? <laughs> I mean, it is, yeah, at the end of the year, but uh, it's not that, I'm afraid. It's not I suppose it can't, be, it can't be a resolution, can it? So what's uh, 2022? I, I, is it work-related or personal-related? I mean, possibly both, possibly both. I mean, to be honest, I haven't given it that much consideration yet, but it's usually the typical things that you always tell yourself that you're going to do and then you never do. And then at the end mm. of the year, you think, oh, I should try again next year. Mm. So basically, my New Year's resolution for 2022 is to do what I'm already doing, but better. Okay. That sounds very simple, but basically to try to make the most of my free time to, for example, do some work to get ahead and mm -hmm. take advantage of that, to continue reading in Spanish, which is something that I have my moments when I'm very consistent and I do it a lot. And then as soon as I stop, I stop for a month or two months. Mm -hmm. So it's all or nothing. And the same thing happens with my running. If you go back to the beginning of this podcast, I, um, I actually spoke to you about the time that I did my marathon and I would like to run another marathon in 2022. I don't know where, but I want it to be in a cool place so I could travel there, run the marathon, finish it in two and a half hours. And then, you know, <laughs> two and a half hours, be like a rocket. Yeah. So yeah, a few general things. I'd like to read more, take advantage of my time and run another marathon. Mickey, nice. how about you? Any New Year's resolutions? Yeah, I haven't really thought about it uh, just yet because I, um, I don't, when in, terms, when in terms of like physical activity, I mean, doing exercise is, is part of me. Uh, I don't, I'm not one of those people who has to say, okay, I need to go to the gym more or I need to run more come January because I consistently do that all year round. Um, I think... Oof, I don't know what my uh, I don't know what it would be just yet. I think it is it would definitely be something uh, personally related uh, about improving maybe as a person. I mean, one of my objectives is is with Teachify obviously and uh, and the team um, trying to improve the team spirit is something that I uh, would like to focus on in January. But as me personally, I'm not too sure yet. I need to have a little think about that one and come back to you on it. Well, 
We'll finish the podcast there. Uh, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to give us a little bit of a recap of your year and looking ahead to Teachify in the future. I'm sure everybody's really excited about what there is to come and about the e-learning platform. And if you have any questions about it, please get in touch with us. And then to finish off, um, just to let you know that uh, the podcast is going to take a Christmas holiday for a couple of weeks, and then we'll be back in January with more conversations, more phrasal verbs, more expressions, and more stories for you to be able to enjoy listening to English and make English a part of your routine. And of course, to keep teachifying your life, right? Fantastic. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Ciao. Merry Christmas. <laughs>